As you're listening to the following music selections, adjust the volume, bass, and treble controls to suit your tastes. On today's episode of Android's Dungeon, special guest in the studio, Cat, not black, not white, cat, just cat. Joel's in the studio as well. Jack's in the studio. We're all in the studio. Stay listening. Welcome to CFRU 93.3 FM broadcasting of the University of Guelph, Guelph, Ontario campus. This is Android's Dungeon, a show about a boot, new doot boot, about board games, movies, music, whatever irritated Jack when he walked into the studio. Uh, I didn't see many people wearing poppies. That kind of upset me. But Today it's uh, the studio. <laughs> it's the studio as well. Uh, we are in the training studio again, folks. It is the uh, studio where... It's kind of like, you know, the, t- the land that time forgot. <laughs> there, this is the studio that uh, nobody likes. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the reason it, it doesn't, nobody likes is because nothing works properly. But yeah. um, I am Jack. I'm Joel. I am Kat. Whoa. Hey, what's that? What a strange voice on the air. <laughs> not, not, not Kayla, not <laughs> Seth, not Harry. No so, Curtis. No Curtis. So in case you're curious if Kat is a friend of the show, Jack. Uh, confirmed front yeah. of the show. The answer is no. What? <laughs> Ask Kat. Uh, Kat asked me today what the format was. <laughs> <and I> said, <laughs> What's the format? Uh, well, you've, Showing you've heard up. an episode, right? And he, she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched. I've never listened. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I don't know if we've had any guests that have never listened to the show and just shown up. but uh, That's it, entirely my fault. <laughs> I uh, And this were agreed. I was really into board games for a while and then took a break. Just my friend group broke up, basically, and... Well, board games. I was just—I didn't realize that there were other there was other stuff in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we only talk about Catan, I think. <laughs> there's something else. Yeah, there's Catan uh, Seafarers. Yeah, but th- those are all just Catan. The Knights of. There's Catan. nothing else. Cat- well, the start board expansions. games started and ended <laughs> at Catan. That's all it is. Um, thank you for coming. In though, uh, this will be a first show you listen to live. <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, we like to start off every episode by a shilling the ep- uh, the show. You can check us out on all the podcast services that you may or may not use because and Spotify and Spotify is the new one. So Android's Dungeon, check us out on Spotify and the rest of those fools. I don't is Pandora. <laughs> Are we on Pandora. <laughs> What's a Pandora? <laughs> is that something that I thought kids used? <laughs> Are the kids using Pandora? What's TikTok. I have you know, no idea. TikTok, Google Music. Really big. I've heard somebody talk about it. I saw some goofy one of these contrarian YouTube videos where it's like, why, why actually TikTok is the greatest thing ever? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you have to convince me, I guess. But. I don't know what it is, but I'll believe you. I'll just assume it's some goofy thing. What are the kids up to these days? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the kids, I know somebody here who plays Fortnite. 
Yes, I have been playing a ton of Fortnite lately. Nephew, mostly on Switch. My nephew is 12. He plays a lot of Fortnite. He actually dressed up as a Fortnite character for Halloween. I was How trying to get the photo. Hold on. Hold on. Are there Fortnite characters, or is it just he dressed up as somebody who he goes a, out play, he, playing Fortnite? He was a skin. Yeah, there's different skins. Okay. So like, they range I from 10 to like $20. A cat mask and like a, a hair thing. And yeah, he was a Fortnite character. Oh, the cat mask. That would be... Uh, is that a premium Rift. skin? Rift. Rift there is from the Battle Pass from last <laughs> So what's the what's season. the lore of Fortnite? Yeah, it's, no, uh, <laughs> there's well the original lore is that why there's a storm. Okay. I don't know why they're fighting, but there's a storm and there's zombies and stuff like that, and then it just completely derailed. Wait, hold on. So they, they did they so they retconned the zombies and they just were like, Hold on, we didn't yeah, really the, <laughs> the single player has the zombies and yeah. it introduced the storm. And then mm-hmm. when PUBG came out they were like, Hey, we can make money and yeah. Wait, there's a Switched single over. player Fortnite? Yeah. You, is it well, still around? Well, it's actually or? co-op. What do you do? It's still around, yeah. yeah. They're still updating it. Uh, you build bases and defend them against zombies, pretty much. Oh, then hence the forts. Yep. And night, because, <laughs> you know, the zombies. Did you ever see the original iteration of Fortnite? <laughs> what? <laughs> I it, just assumed it appeared <laughs> out of the, it did, out of the so, PUBG it sort of did. Ether. No, 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 because this was, like like Kat was saying, is like it showed up. And it was a completely different game because they were yeah. trying to go for this team kind of cartoony like co-op Daisy. versus yeah, well, the lighter, yeah, more cartoony than uh, Daisy, and it was it was more about like building forts and going out and grabbing supplies, coming back, yeah. and then when PUBG exploded in popularity, people looked at it and said, "Me too," and, <laughs> and basically just like turned the car completely around and said, yeah. "Battle Royale is how long hot. is it till we get the first Battle Royale uh, board game?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. How is there not one already? It, it's Bang, I think. Bang? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Bang forever. Yeah. I think it nearly started a fight in our house when we first played it. That was pretty bad. I'm not surprised. It's, an, it's not a very nice Player game. elimination. Yeah, yeah, sitting there. That's literally what happened. Have you ever played Bang? Yes, I played it. So you understand that theoretically you could be gone in the first minute and you're sitting there staring. Yep. <laughs> Just playing on your phone the rest playing, of the Yeah, time. that's nice. That's what everyone wants to see. <laughs> anyway, so that's the, the lore of... we. No, we didn't get into the lore of Fortnite. So yeah, there used on. to be zombies, then the zombies are gone. Uh, there's still zombies in the single player. Now you're, there's this island where everybody falls. I have no idea why they fall there. No one. That's never that's explained. That's not explained? I, as far as I'm aware. They didn't even try some lazy sort of like... There's a battle bus that brings you there. Into the I, sky? Yeah. Well, hold on, stop, stop. <laughs> it's from the single player. <laughs> the ba- <laughs> Why is it a battle bus? Couldn't they make it? <laughs> Everybody on the bus. <laughs> the bus goes into the air. Short bus. <laughs> <laughs> Starting in season two and three, there was like this meteor that fell from the sky. Yeah. And then when the meteor fell, there was this guy who came with it, which was one of the skins, obviously, in okay. one of the seasons. Then they started shooting a movie and there's an evil base and... From there, there Should was stop, stop shooting, <laughs> shooting a movie. Yeah, the, yeah it's all I, a, like a superhero a movie production. <laughs> They're well, doing superhero movies, so then they could sell superhero skins. Uh, hold on, is this in the game or is this? Are you talking about with that they? Battle Royale. I, I know they licensed like Thanos appeared in uh, in Fortnite, right? Yeah, oh, that was during whoa. that season. Yeah, so someone could like out of the hundred people, have the ability to kill half of the people immediately. <laughs> Not yet. That was before that happened. Oh, okay. Um, but you did have a laser arm thing, and you could fly. So everyone was teaming up against him. So as soon yeah. as somebody turned into Thanos, it was like, all right, everyone, stop our petty squabbling. we got to take down oh, Thanos. So this right. was like Star Wars Battlefront where they have the heroes. No, 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 no. Which would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Like there was that. a gauntlet you could find on the ground, and then the gauntlet would turn you into Thanos. Oh, so that's how it worked. And then you kill the person that has it, and then you take it, and oh. it goes on from there. All right, so it's kind of like a hot potato where you become super powerful, but everyone wants to kill you. Yeah, exactly. 
Just uh, like real life? You become super powerful, and I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Hold on, I have one more question. Are you playing on the PC or a console? Console, I'm on Switch. Okay, the interview's over. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for coming. <laughs> I have nothing against the Switch. If I was, gonna, I've always said, if I was going to buy one console right now, it'd be the the Switch. If I had to, if somebody put a gun to my head and said buy a console, although I only have, I already have PS4, so who cares? But to be fair, I play on PC mostly, but so, so I, I play Fortnite on the Switch because it's easier. But mm. don't tell anyone. How's, what does that mean? Because <laughs> the, the opponents are lower quality? Yeah. Bad it's all kids. smurfing? <laughs> He's beating up on kids. Oh, man. This He's is beating up my nephew. You're beating up on less... <laughs> <laughs> I can respect that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer a nice, easy win. <laughs> yeah, me too. But there's one thing to be like, it's like where you're there. It'd be like, um, is smurfing the term? Am I using that properly? Because that's what I've always Smurfing associated. Smurfing is when you are a pro and then you make a really bad, like a new account. And then you're like in the lower oh, levels. Oh, yeah, and you're yeah, just, yeah, Which was something. Yeah, close enough. You ever played Dark Souls? Uh, no, never played. The uh, There was something, they they called it twinking in Dark Souls, which was, I've never quite understood the correlation between the two, but it's just funny. And you would purposefully keep yourself, because the game would, uh, put you with players at a higher level if yeah. you were that close to that level. So you keep a soul level one character and you just pick up this equipment that's pretty good and anyone can wield with the base stats or at least up to a certain point where it throws you in a different tier and then you just go to town on people. Like you just invade like crazy and- yeah, uh, That's hilarious. So you could, a lot of people may be frustrated when you see some like, oh, just like a level one guy running at you. But no, this is a pro who knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing and he, he's gonna <laughs> wreck your time. But uh, I, I, I still don't understand how just entering other people's RPGs works in, in Dark Souls. It's it's pretty basic. It's there. There are two ways they can come in. It's um, depending on there's this covenant system in the game where uh, you align yourself with different sort of in-game factions that either specialize in an area or specialize in a requirement of what you're supposed to do. But basically, what happens is is that you you're if you're running around playing your game as normal and you're in this area and all of a sudden this, this little message starts to flash at the bottom is you're invaded by dark spirit of XX Bongmaster 420 <laughs> and you think oh who's this guy. And but you don't know where he is necessarily, but he's in the area. But automatically it starts to it puts you on the edge because this guy can come out of anywhere. And then it's based on uh, supposedly it would be a, a nice little fight of skill. Like who's what's this guy doing? What's his build? What's his strategy? Um, but the monsters won't bother him, so it's just him running around, and he can he can't aggro the monsters, but he can hide behind them and, and try to gank pop you and stuff. You. Pop out at you. And depending on how honorable the guy's doing, like sometimes people get upset because like people just say that you're supposed to bow before you fight someone, <laughs> but other people just like go ahead and backstab you when you're bowing because you're being a fool. But when you're fighting another monster. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, that'll teach you a lesson to not pay attention. But it's when you see these really cool sort of invasions where people are, and this can just happen at any time. You can turn time. it on and off. Well, the way it, it's balanced is that Dark Souls has this thing where you can be hollow or human, or basically you can be like a zombie or you've infused yourself with humanity. And when you've infused yourself or kindled yourself in the newest one, it means you've opened yourself up for invasion. You can't get invaded if you're not using, uh, or if you're walking around undead, which all mm -hmm. it takes is just dying once and not giving yourself that boost back up. So you can turn it on and off in a sense, or you can just unplug your internet too, or just go <laughs> offline. Oh, but there yeah, are yeah. NPC invasions as well, which are this, follow the same rules. What, cool. uh, why would you become human then? 
there are some minor benefits like in the back end and maybe you want to be invaded because you enjoy that part and maybe you want to invade other people because that's where this game got so legendary is the these ideas of these invasions and these stories of people playing these games with you and uh, there's even stuff where you can polymorph yourself into some object in the environment and you just <laughs> hide and you can kind of like move a little <laughs> bit and stalk them and yeah just and that you can also cute. help other people too like you can oh i'm having trouble with this boss joel you summon you put us down a summon sign and joel comes in and we both lose to the boss instead okay so you can actually like um but you have to invite somebody if they're on your side can they? yeah you have to summon them yourself and with uh, three they introduce a password system so it actually made it easier to summon your friend because that was always one of these big complaints is that you're trying to join other players or if you're playing and i want to play with you there's always kind of this, this crapshoot of like oh will i actually join joel's game successfully or not Hmm. In this one, you can actually do, yeah, I'll, ma I'll make it easy. <laughs> I remember doing that in, Work. in Warcraft where you just like, one, two, three, click. <laughs> now, I always wondered about that, if that was real or not, because I have the exact same memories of growing up. Warcraft 2, did you ever play? Never Are you talking sorry. about Warcraft 2? Yeah, 2 and 3. 2 and 3. Tides of Darkness, my friend had it. This was the early days of like, I the fact that people could play online at like this time. Five people, 500 people on yeah, the time well, anyway. So. Well, this wasn't even the, um, this the one, this was pre-Battle.net days. So this was just somebody trying to set up a game oh, yeah. and have a friend, and they were on the phone, and this was dial-up, <laughs> so you had to time this real well. <laughs> so you're like, okay, count to 30. <laughs> so I'm going to connect to the internet, count to 30, then hit join, all right? And it's like, you know, my childhood brain, this makes sense. But this yeah. is like, you really didn't have to time it like this. <laughs> anyway, that's a yeah. trip down memory lane. Good times. <laughs> what uh, else have you been playing lately? Uh, I've been playing a bunch of stuff, but I think we're talking about that later. The the um, extra life. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a second uh, because it is quite interesting. And I know some one or two people have done this before, but I want to hear your opinion on it. Yep. Joel, what have you been playing recently? Has it well, been one of the dark days? Yeah, I mean... You did get in something last night. Yeah, I played some Root, but I would say that I <clears> guess <throat> the new thing that I've been playing, which is, you know, like... Not, I always have a confession. <laughs> it's, it's a very religious experience. Jack is my priest. <laughs> this is my Tell me your sins, my son. <laughs> I've downloaded another mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> I already know this one. There is no forgiveness. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a mortal sin. So one of the big things in E3, and I guess one of the big things of BlizzCon, was people getting angry about uh, new mobile games. Yeah. And so uh, BlizzCon, obviously, it's the new Diablo. What is it? Afterlife or something? Immortal. Immortal, Immortal yeah. And it's it's, it's a free-to-play, you know, who knows? <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe it'll be garbage. Maybe it'll be good. Anyway, Command & Conquer was released on E3, and they said, coming soon on your phone and they're oh, we wanted a new command and conquer <laughs> yeah. game and we get it on our phone this is garbage everyone knows the best way to play a mobile game or, uh, <laughs> or uh, an rts an is rts on your phone yeah. and oh man it's hard to hard to make an rts on a phone i'll say but here we go here we go i'm, in, I'm gonna actually heartily endorse this oh! game <laughs> i absolutely love it it is so much fun <laughs> jack's frantically mute his mic, mute his mic. <laughs> get him out of here <laughs> Hold on, we've got the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> there we go. It's, it's been a while. Uh, it is still free to play and pay to win, and uh, you're gonna be which seeing people Sorry. outside of the game. Um, you enter a game, you might come in with a level two tank and face somebody with a level three tank, <clears> which is like not fair. That it has more health and does more damage than you. Yeah. Just because either they've played more or they've paid. Well, we've we've skipped ahead too far here because I'm trying to wrap my head around. 
it's Command and Conquer, legendary yep. series, been around for a long time. How how is it tr translated to mobile? Is it still an RTS? In Are the you game? They did an amazing job outside of the game. It's kind of dumb that you can level up units, you can give them more experience, you can make them stronger. When you say level up units, though, you're talking like, so let's let's put this into terms Jack can understand. Let's They're, say we're playing Warcraft 3, yeah. I could permanently level up my grunts or, yes. my, or my foot soldiers. Your orcs. Yeah, your, your headhunter can be level 1, 2, 3, 4, it can gain experience. But that's always, it's not like if it dies, it's like, oh no, I invested all this XP. No, you can't do it in the game, God forbid. You can do it outside of the game with in-game currency. Well, that's what I mean. Sorry. Blah, so it's, blah, blah. So it's like, like I permanent, but my game. units are permanently upgraded. Yeah. Okay. And then you drop into the thing. But the good thing is that the ladder balancing makes it so that you're basically on the same, like you're going to have more or less the same units and the same quality of units as the person you face. So what? once you're in the game, yeah. it's still a battle of skill. And I think every single game I've played so far has come down to, it's been really close and it's been really fun and it's really intense. So basically what, what happens is you come in with like a mobile base and you drop and he drops and then there's a nuke in the middle mm -hmm. and the function <coughs> is basically like you could go make a bunch of units, beat his units and kill his base just like in any other RTS. Yeah. But there are multiple areas of control in the middle which you can battle over much like they have in Command and Conquer where you have sort of like city areas and stuff with resource centers and you can go in and get the resources. So you create a miner, the miner goes down and does mining. You can actually mine without the miner, but units can go and attack that miner. Mm -hmm. Or they can go into the middle, they can fight over those these areas of control. Once you control two, uh, a nuke bar goes up. The cool thing about the nuke bar is once it reaches maximum, it's gonna kill half of the, half of the life of the opponent's base. But it doesn't matter who levels it up. Oh, interesting. So you can get it to 99%. And if you and lose it, like, great, thanks. Yeah, the area of control gets contested. Yeah. And then the other person controls it for that last 1%. They launch the nuke at you. Oh, wow. That seems odd. So it's all about positioning and working your way around until that last moment. And then all of a sudden you control the thing and poof, nuke launches. And then, you know, maybe the next round you're, you're building it up and you thought you've got a good control. All of a sudden they swing in with four or five units and poof, they launch the nuke each year. So is, it, is the unit count much lower then? It's not about having these massive armies. Yeah, you won't see more than like six or seven out at any given time. And how, how does it control? Are you tapping each unit and telling them to do stuff? Are you uh, dragging and yeah, swiping? Exactly. So and you what tap it? to produce. You tap to build production units. So you can build a barracks. You can build a tank base. You can build an air base. You can build a tech base. And each of those will create unique units. And then basically before you go <coughs> into the game, you select like six or seven uh, units that you're able to produce out of those bases. So you you're, you can't just build the whole gamut of things like in the usual thing. You're yeah. basically creating a profile and a, and a strategy, and then you're trying to see if that strategy works against other people. So there's actual strategy too. That's the thing. It's it's so addicting and it's so I can see high you've got that look in your eye, Joel. I've seen this beautiful game, <laughs> and I hate that. Like I wish, like can't we just ha live in a world where I can pay thirty dollars for the whole game? I hate that so much about mobile games. There's I would so many pay fifty dollars for this game if I gave, was given wow. the whole game and everybody was wow. given the same game and you never got better units and you never got more uh -huh. whatever. And they were, you know, guaranteed to patch it for the next three years. I would That's pay up front 
for a mobile game, at least $30. I think we're all in agreement on this one, is that we would rather shell out extra cash for a, a complete experience that doesn't that's not rife with, A, microtransactions. Because like, yeah. that's what gets me, is something like where you pay $70 dues, and then in-game, there's still stuff that they're, yeah. they're dinging you for. It's one thing to, but like for a mobile Dragon game, Age. Dragon Age, <laughs> to uh, like- Call of Duty. Call of Duty, I haven't even played the new one. Are they doing that too? Yeah. yeah. A free, look, a free game is a free game, and as long as it's like the microtransactions, I don't think are too too intrusive, or at least like you're saying with this Command and Conquer game, is that you know just like Magic: The Gathering, the arena and stuff is that yeah. great. You pay all this money, you're going to be in a league on your own, hopefully, right? Unless yeah. you really stink, and then that's embarrassing. But and that's the other thing about Command and Conquer is it's 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 already got some respect from the online community. There are pro circuits. There are. Pros the mobile from Command game? and Conquer and StarCraft that are playing and streaming Command and Conquer Mobile. Oh my God! Wow. And you can actually go watch them, <laughs> watch them play the game. Hey, people play Fortnite Mobile on Twitch. Yeah, but the same thing happened with uh, what was that? Uh, where you build up a big uh, clan, clash of clans. Clash of clans. Clash, clash of clans. clans. You could watch pros, but watching know. pros. <laughs> But there, there's already, yeah. and I, I'm assuming these pros, because of their status, are just being given everything by um, EA. Do you think so? That's another thing is, is made by they, EA, but they probably just make enough <sighs> from the views and from donations and stuff that they can just afford whatever they want. Yeah, it, I, I can't see it going anywhere it, very far anyway because of its there's there's poison at the base. But you never know. A lot of these things just they linger. Like a like a an infection that just uh, I'm, anyway I'm biased against this stuff, but you're saying it's fun, and that's what is impressive to me is that a I've never would have thought an RTS would be fun. I never thought EA would be capable of producing a free uh, game based on a popular license that wasn't crap, uh, based on what they did to Dungeon Keeper, which was just uh, just almost insultingly bad. But instead, they've taken Command and Conquer and turned it into something that you are vouching for. Are you endorsing? Are you giving it the Android's Dungeon Seal I'll of Approval? It, yeah, I'm giving a mobile game the Android's Dungeon Seal of Approval. I will. Uh, I watched an interview. It was called D- Hard Questions with Command and Conquer's Developers. And it was basically they took everything from E3 and they yep. threw it at them. Yeah. And Hard credit questions. to them, they answered all of them. And they were basically like, yeah, we agree. You know, we feel the same about mobile games but we did our best to to come at you with something that's fun mm-hmm. and engaging and makes it it feels like an rts and you know me i grew up on rts's yeah Warcraft that's what's so II, surprising Warcraft about three this. starcraft starcraft 2 that's all i played growing up and you know what came out of it like mobiles and i'm saying that this is a rts like play it and you'll see and right. no game will ever last longer than five minutes <laughs> it's insane. Like it's just crazy all over the place, and then you're done. I, I need. I'm gonna have to watch stuff about this. I just <laughs> I cannot wrap my. Right now, <laughs> no, I'm alright. <laughs> I'm good. Did you play Fire Emblem Fates? It sounds very similar, <clears throat> or no. like it's like miniature version of the full gameplay. That was like a of the real game, sort of a 3DS, wasn't it? No, anime or not Fates. Um, I'm trying to remember what the mobile version was. But there was actually a, f- a, a licensed mobile version of Fire Emblem. Yeah. And it was basically very tiny battles of what the full thing was. Yeah. But you got these cards with like different stars and stuff. But that part's different, I'm sure. It's just, mm. it seems like the compact version is very similar. Could be. Last thing I'll say about it counters. 
The best thing about Command and Conquer was there was always a counter for every unit. So there was never a unit that was like, well, I'm just going to pump these out and I'm going to win. So if you start pumping out a certain tank, there's a certain vehicle or a certain infantry unit that will just destroy it. Mm -hmm. And that's what Command and Conquer did so well back in General Zero Hour, like 2003, I think, when Mm -hmm. it was like really, it became respected as an RTS. This game has, everything has a hard counter. Hmm. And so you, you start pumping something out, you're going to get that beaten by something else. So and then you start bringing something else out, and it's like there's a fog of war, so you don't really yeah. know what they're producing. <clears throat> Is there like a you choose what you want beforehand? or You can't queue up, no. Okay. So does that t- turn the game into a bit of a rock, paper, scissor thing where it it's is like... exactly, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a reaction speed, micro, it yeah. all comes into play. So, But how, how often is it that you've built these units and you're like, all right, send them in, and then they have the exact counter, and it's like, oh, send them back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just running back to your base while you build that like, hold, And then you send <laughs> back. They've already counter, countered my counter. counter goes up. <laughs> but one of the really cool things about it is that you can attack the miner. So if you have something that you know you, is not valuable to the fight, you can just send it around the back and try to kill their little uh, is it harvester. A, so there's only one harvester, one miner? Yeah. I think in pro, in like the highest levels, there's two. Oh. Or can be two. So that's kind of like a macro risk that you can take. Interesting. All right, so Command and Conquer endorsement. Yep. Uh, we'll have to give it a shot. It'd be interesting Shamelessly. to see. Shameless. What about you, Jack? What have you been playing lately? It's, uh, as far as board games go, not much. I uh, got in some Azul uh, on the weekend, which remains taught. Have you ever played Azul, Cat? No. Lovely little tile-laying laying game based around the rules of Sudoku, essentially, where you've got these multicolored tiles that each represent a different number and you're laying them on a grid and you can only have one tile of that type per row and column so you end up trying to balance it out and spread them all over the place and you get tons of points and it's extremely tactile the, the uh, I don't know if they're made out of resin or what or um, oh, I'm, I'm blanking it's, is it the same stuff that if you were playing Mahjong that uh, they'd be made out of? Yeah. yeah, what is that stuff? It's really clacky, just, yeah, just it's, nice It's just satisfying, it's anyway, nice and rounded and thick. They're, they're gorgeous and the game we uh, taught it to Victoria okay. uh, at a brewery in, K- in King Carden because they had this uh, nice game collection of all these places there. A lot of stuff that'd be like, I don't know who's going to a brewery to sit down and play like Power Grid, but uh, just the options Amazing there, which is nice. There, though, Power Grid. Yeah, which is what I said and like two Dominions uh, or Dominion and uh, an expansion for it. But anyway, uh, taught Victoria Zool and just another example of falling in love with this game that it's yep. so easy for someone to a learn it and b i think you just see the lights click and it's like i want to play more of this or i've I've figured it out and i would really recommend it to anyone who's looking for a game to pick up and it's not expensive at all it's one of those games because we we taught it to our friends who came camping with us that don't really play board games it's one of those games where like you'll teach it to somebody and then they'll buy it yeah and they'll play the crap out like we we taught splendor to uh sam's aunt and uncle and Mm -hmm. they have a you should see their cards their cards are just absolutely destroyed because they've played so much that's incredible and that's where you got to bring in something like azul and say try this instead and then they'll (laughs) just play that forever you know it sounds really interesting i love sudoku so then you probably have a great time with this and it's it's i don't want to oversell it as a pure math exercise because that's only part of it is depending on which because the board is two sides one is already imagine sudoku where it's like you're told where you put these things down but the other side is you can dig your own grave and either <laughs> reap the re- reap the benefits or <laughs> you screwed up buddy and that's it 
So it, it's really just a tremendous little game, and I think the expansion is coming out. I know it was announced at, um, at Essen. The I think it's uh, was it Palaces of Azul or something? Uh, it's the or stained glass. Stained or, glass. Yeah. So I, I'd be curious how that works, but. Outside of that, I think it, there's there's I'm not sitting there thinking, boy, I wish there was more content for Azul. <laughs> I'm sitting here really <laughs> bored with this exercise. Just and it plays great at all the player accounts, even though I play mostly with two. Yeah. Um. It, I think it gets a little crazy after two, like three players. It's like it's manageable. Four players, just like, yeah, I'll wait till my turn to think about what yeah, I'm going to do. See what's there because you can't. Really there's no way to it, which is one of my yeah. problems with Splendor. Iron or not ironic. Coincidentally, is that with two players, you can really kind of anticipate what your opponent's going to do what sort of chips will be left and what sort of cards will be up at three, four. It's like, wait till my turn, see what happens. Yep. But uh, Joel and I, we were talking a little bit about uh, Kickstarter this week again and without can't falling a, down it. Can't have a show this is, we're not, we're not going to make a kickstart <laughs> conversation here, but we will talk about, I want to talk about, because uh, Joel was the person who introduced me to Champions of Midgard. Yep. And it's a game that's kind of become big all of a sudden, which is interesting because you, when you introduced it to me, this was like two years ago, three years ago almost. And yeah. it, I guess it was the game back home. Yeah, it, it, maybe it made its way. <laughs> from, heading east. Yeah, heading east. And then all of a sudden it's that, like Shut Up and Sit Down does a review of it. And mm. the, uh, two expansions come out of nowhere, like simultaneously for it. And now there's a, a Kickstarter for like a, a side game set in the Midgard universe. Yeah. And which I don't think either of us were particularly uh, intrigued by outside of just, just like the, too much game. Yeah, and also the fact that it looks very—at least my perspective was like it, it. I'm not sure what I'm trying to get out of this. It's like it's a euro, yeah. but it's still got all the dice stuff from the the first or the original game. But it's yeah. like, okay, fine. But looked like four games. Yeah, that's it. It's kind of a bit of a mashup there. But anyway, aside from that, Azul. Just uh, like I said, I'm still it's still on my Halloween sort of kick of making my way through the Silent Hill series again, and I'm on three at the moment. And it's it's held up so nicely. It, it's scary how good the game still looks by today's standards. And I was thinking about this because there's this image floating around. Of, scary. It is. It's, it honestly looks gross. And it's because the texture work on the models is so good that it, it, it looks repulsive and, and fleshy. And like you, could, like you could touch it and feel the, the, the coarse, gross nature of like the straight-jacketed monsters and things. Yeah. And it's because that there's so much time and effort put into these great textures on these models that games now, they just have these gigantic polygon counts. And the high poly count is like, okay, that's good enough. And then you look back on something like Half-Life 2's characters, low poly count by today's standards, but they still look outstanding. They mm -hmm. put so much work into like the facial stuff going on with uh, Half-Life 2 and yeah. stuff like that. So it, it's just shocking how you can like the and also the the just the the facial. Uh, I'm not sure if it's motion capture or just the animation on the the dialogue, but the characters, you're looking at them, and it's like, it's not the uncanny valley where you're staring there and going, this is kind of odd. It's kind of like those David Cage games where it's like, the, you've basically taken, uh, um, what's her name? <laughs> the girl from uh, <laughs> Juno. <laughs> what's her name? Oh, Ellen Page. It's not like, yeah. Ellen, I'm staring at digital yeah, Ellen Page and Dilge. Didn't she want to <laughs> sue them or something? Well, because then all of a sudden there was like, um, like, Last of Us girl looked way too similar to her, but it's mm. like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but versus like something that's just held up because there was a good art style to it that it's unique, but it's not too trying to be hyper realistic and it's not trying to be too cartoony. It's like right in the middle of Team Fortress and David Cage. It's like right there. So it still looks fantastic and it runs like a dream. And the sound design, 
I'll, I just want to say the one last thing is that the sound design is tremendous. Yeah. And there's this, oftentimes it can be a little much, like some of the noises are awful. There are these monsters called pendulums and it's just basically, imagine somebody taking like a metal glove and going on chalkboard and it's like, oh boy, that's a great noise. Not irritating <laughs> whatsoever. Not scary, not scary. But there's this, there are these parts where you're walking in rooms or down hallways and there's this, the, the, the channels being used because I'm usually wearing headphones it's I once yanked them off and I yelled at Kayla stop stomping around because it sounded like she was the game had they loved the sound effect of somebody kind of like running around upstairs or I thought like what, what are you chasing the cats is something wrong and she looked at me like what are you talking about and it was just it, it was such a good sound gotcha. effect and not in the sense of like ha ah, tricked you friend but it, yeah. it's eerie it's you're unsettled like sounds of things out outside of your your what you should be and seeing sounds far away it sounds far away and stuff rushing up at you or the sounds of like kind of dogs howling in the distance it's, it's just very subtle noises subtle noises and it's not a whole bunch of like boo boo i spooked you i win it's it's just really tremendous stuff and another example of like spend time on your sound design and textures <laughs> and you will make a game that just it, it's timeless but I saw, I saw a thing like yesterday i think and it was about diablo uh, immortal yeah and it's basically saying like when when your uh, marketing team starts making more money than your <laughs> product uh, then the marketing team gets to make the decisions interesting and that's kind of what's going on here is they said you make a mobile game and the developers have to do it because the marketing team is in in charge mm -hmm. and I think back in, back then when you're talking about taking time to make a game and we keep coming back to this if they just took a little <laughs> more time they could come up with a Silent Hill 3 you know well it's not I, I, I want to believe Joel. I want to, I'm the fox <laughs> holder here. done like so perfectly. Like <laughs> it, it's, I think it, it almost can't be done. Just, uh, yeah, I agree. It's too I don't, many deadlines. Though. Well, it, that's why you have to lean towards more of the independent games or the smaller projects that are pure works of passion. Because I, I think generally speaking, you're not outside of someone like Kojima, if he's a madman and gets away with that, whatever he's doing with Death Stranding. I don't think you're going to see someone who is, who a has the capability or B the will to make these these games and it's crazy to think that we're playing games uh, like I'm playing games back and I'm thinking how did this get made back then like nobody mm. would how would you sell this nowadays there's no way thinking uh, you mentioned Half-Life before but Half-Life 3 was never made yeah because how does it live up to whatever the expectation is like it's just too big now yeah that's a good point it would never be the best they could do is just release their episode three which is never going to happen anyway yeah and then and just it's just good it's exactly what people want but the guy who even wrote the story forget his name basically yeah, just posted the posted what would have happened which take it with a grain of salt but all right we'll take a musical break and we'll be back with a discussion about extra life stay tuned
Welcome back to CFRU 93.3 FM. What you just heard was Short Change Hero by The Heavy from the album The House at Dirt Built, which uh, I think is from Borderlands 2. It is. 2. So the intro. The intro song, I think I started Borderlands 2 and I played 15 minutes of it, and I realized quickly that I didn't have time for this, <laughs> and that was the end of Borderlands 2 for Jack. But I, that's fine. I know a lot of people love it. Did you play the heck out of it? I played the heck out of it and Borderlands 1. I didn't play the pre-sequel. But was there three was or was it? it? It was a, I don't know. It was apparently a prequel, but also a sequel. So, but did they make Borderlands three or no. is that so oh, interesting? So we'll we'll see how desperate Gearbox gets, and then we'll. <laughs> well, they had the what's that thing? Uh, company that makes the walking simulator games. They're not walking. Telltale. Like, yeah, Telltale made yeah. a Borderlands game as well. Yeah, which was a weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> you think of, of, but that's kind of sums it up. Before we get into the extra life stuff, uh, are you familiar with having the Telltale games? Are you familiar with Telltale at all, Joel? I know what it is. Yeah, I've seen pictures. Yeah, <laughs> the it's a game. It's a company that kind of started and kind of was. It, you know, in episode three, it's like you're supposed to uh, restore the balance, not destroy it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So they started off and they were kind of bringing back Sam and Max. And I think, I don't know if the new Monkey Island games were Telltale as well. Uh, it could be messing that one up. But they, they were supposed to be like adventure games are back, folks. Yep. Like oh, we remember the the battle days and the, they're here to stay, the good ones. And then they did The Walking Dead and that was huge. It was their giant success because mm-hmm. it was actually, I don't know it's I don't know if I'd call it a good game, but it was a good experience. Like yeah. basically a visual novel or choose your own adventure with mm-hmm. a couple of interactive events. And it was good. It was like, did you play it? Yeah, the art style was fantastic too. It was like a comic book. Yeah, it's a good example of like it's not going to win any awards of like the greatest models on the wor- you know, on earth, but it just looks good. It's its own style, and that's what you expect from it. But it, it's, it gets you a couple of moments here and there, and some of these choices. 
Um, it was fine. But as it went on, time took its toll on Telltale, and they started doing all these licenses. It didn't make any sense. Like, yeah, that's what I heard is they just started yeah. buying up licenses. Batman. For this and that. Uh, Borderlands. Uh, uh, Minecraft story mode, which I think was actually one of the more popular ones. But uh, I always wanted to play that because I love Minecraft. Yeah, I saw so that there was this Minecraft RPG <laughs> in the game. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Episode two just came out. <gasps> of story mode? Or? Yeah, they I finished story mode, basically. <laughs> oh, like, they, they kept on a very small skeleton crew. Oh, they okay. shut down. So. Interesting. I didn't even know they were doing that. Because, yeah, Telltale's out of business now. And the people, were they're not done Walking Dead, which is probably the biggest uh, kick in the shins for most people. Is that the story that is the reason that people, that they made the name for themselves maybe will never be finished even though i've heard r- conflicting reports of somebody like uh, our our benefactors yeah. will, will step in and help us finish the game but I, I'll, I'll believe when i see it yeah no gaming company <clears throat> is that generous <laughs> well maybe it's just like some like notch or someone is gonna come in and just like, i want you to finish the game here's a billion dollars whatever <laughs> uh speaking of raising lots of money for worthy causes uh, i wish but um <laughs> Uh, So yeah, this last weekend I did a 24-hour stream where I played a bunch of video games. Uh, It was all for charity. It was for sick kids. Um, And basically, I just kind of signed up on this website. This is uh, my third year doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know. I just played for donations and it was pretty fun. So how does it work? You sign up. Do you have to... Is it Sick Kids website or do they partner with someone? Uh, It's actually Extra Life's website. It's just Mm extra-life.org. And you can sign up there and then do it and that's where also where all the donations are handled so they go through paypal through that website so 100 mm-hmm. percent of the money that you donate goes straight to sick kids and is this through are they partnered with twitch or how does it work yeah does the quote-unquote streaming happen there no uh it can they actually have an embedded player mm. so you can have it the stream running on your page on extra life or you can just it, but where is it coming from like is it yeah, what's Where what's the actual the source of the stream? Is it it's that it's Twitch? Oh, okay, Twitch. Okay, you can use YouTube though if you want, but mm. who does? Interesting. So, Extra Life, third year in a row. What did you play this year? I played a selection of games. Just let me get my list out. Yeah, I know. I've seen. I have a friend who works uh, in Guelph, and he did it once too. And uh, his list of stuff was it was kind of like, really, this is a you're spending six hours playing that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I started with Mega Man. I played that for two hours. Managed to be... Which Mega Man? 11. Okay. The newest one. I wanted to do... Like, I had started it, and I kind of wanted to finish it. Okay. I, in the two hours, I didn't manage to finish it, but I beat four bosses, and then I got stuck on Yellow Devil. I stink at Mega Man, so yeah. you're, you're talking to the wrong person. Yeah, Yellow Devil is... I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Any advice for anyone Ugh. who plays that game? Use... The speed gear. Speed um, gear. <laughs> That's an Android Dungeon tip, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Pro plays. All right. All right. So Mega Man 11. Yep. Played that for a couple hours. Fortnite after that. Fortnite. Had to. How'd that go? Uh, not super great. The problem <laughs> that I had was my setup. It's not as complicated as here. So it. Uh, I didn't have audio. Oh. <laughs> no audio. <laughs> or it was going to be delayed by like five seconds. Uh because I was using an Elgato and I, a I couldn't get audio straight from my Switch. So, uh, so sorry, this is like a capture card or yeah, a streaming card? Yeah, an Elgato card? is a capture card. It's a USB device. You pl- basically just plug a <clears throat> an HDMI cable into one side and another one into the other, and it just takes the video. Interesting. Now, is the delay, like, that's inherent to this device, or is it... That's inherent to the device on the computer that you're taking the video. So it doesn't... 
whatever TV you're broadcasting to is fine. Mm -hmm. There's no delay. It just lets it pass through. Uh, the computer itself, though, it needs time to process. And So if you have a bleeding edge, uh, I spent seven grand on my computer. Would, there, would the delay still be there? Uh, with how old my Elgato is, yes. Uh, okay, <laughs> I see. That's okay. the breaking point because it's USB 2 as well. So. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I, I say that, but I don't even... Like, probably most of my stuff's USB 2, so I don't care. <laughs> Um, okay, right, after so Fortnite, Fortnite, Dead Cells. Fantastic game. All right, so like, Dead uh, Cells, I can definitely have a chat finally about. Finally, something <laughs> we can talk about. Uh, I, this was kind of my uh, roguelite time. Yeah. I played a bunch of games like that. But yeah, Dead Cells, Binding of Isaac, and Gungeon were in that block. Gungeon, I've, I've always been on the fence on because I, when it first came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to pick this up, but I don't want to pay full price for this, so I'll just wait. And then my friend was playing it for a little bit, and he was like, it's fun. Um, but that was like, and he played tons of Binding of Isaac, same as me, but he, it wasn't exactly a hearty endorsement. And then yeah. now I'm at the point where if I see it, it's like, even though it's like five bucks or something on a sale, it's like, eh. what, what are the odds of me playing this where it's just going to go like digital dust shelf, basically on Steam library? Do you like it? I think it's fantastic. I think they all are. Um, we'll rank it's them It's a though. very different Isaac first. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what you got to say. Then Gungeon, I think, and then Dead Cells. Now, Dead Cells seems to be the odd one of the bunch because Isaac and Gungeon are kind of similar. Yeah, they're kind of top-down. Yeah, whereas Dead Cells is closer, I'd say, to Mega Man than anything, it, except with just kind of a semi-grinding element to it. Or Yeah, it's very hard. Like, it's hard to... I haven't beaten it. I'm not going to, probably. <laughs> yeah, same. I got as farther than I've ever gotten, though. During the stream? stream? Yeah. So it's pretty good. Nice. Um, Exciting. I got yeah. to, like, one of the final bosses, I think. Which one? I don't even remember the name. Was it an like eyeball I've only met floating? him once. No, it wasn't the eyeball, no. So was it the it was, clock tower man? I beat the clock tower guy. So then you probably got to the final boss then. Like, oh, maybe. Is he, was he I bringing pits of spikes it. and things? I, it wasn't the eyeball guy. I know what he looks like. Yeah. Um, I must have been just before that. Okay. Or died in the hallway. <laughs> died like, that's usually what Jack gets. It's like, <laughs> well, uh, I'm dead now. This charity, like, is everybody streaming at the same time? You can. Usually, what I did was 8 a.m. to 7 a.m. because the timing changed mm -hmm. um, with uh, daylight savings, which we should get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial opinion. Um, Up there with get, slavery's bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can choose to just kind of play segments throughout the week, something like that. It's entirely up to you. Oh, Donations so you could spread it out. Open, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to get it all done in one go, basically. So the fundraising aspect of this, I think, is interesting. It's um, was there was there a specific reason that was hitting you to stream for sick kids, or was it just whoever Extra Life is partnered with this year, or what's the reasoning for this? Because a lot of people get involved in a charity because there's some sort of connection yeah. to it. I I was looking through. Okay, basically, when I first started doing the yeah. Extra Life, I wasn't quite sure, but sick kids kind of resonated with me the most. Just because it's helping out kids and it's yeah. kind of like the whole idea for and it's very big right game too and, stuff, so. Yeah. and so I didn't have an exact purpose on choosing it it was just like the one that I wanted to support yeah and were you <laughs> were you happy with the results or the turnout uh <laughs> not quite I had a hundred dollar goal I only hit 75 this year mm. um I do have a couple other people that should be donating <laughs> <laughs> That sounds ominous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also raising money. I don't know if you've noticed my beautiful mustache, but I was oh, I was wondering why things felt a little right more here. 70s. <laughs> <in> here, <but laughs> took a new photo today. So wait, hold on. You're growing out the mustache. 
because uh, I thought yeah. you would have fast forwarded right to it. The to... goal is, yeah, you got to start at the beginning and and get your mustache. I didn't realize you're going the handlebar too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, this nice. year we're going all out. <laughs> going right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was saying I should go right down to the chin. I, I don't see why you're stopping now. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, oh, it's too late. <laughs> I always like it when you uh, when you go down the sides and then go up to. The oh, sideburns. Yeah. And then shave your the head. Mutton chops. Yeah. the mutton chops. Well, not even mutton chops. Just <laughs> a single the, line that goes Just up. a single line. <laughs> <laughs> the infinity stash. Like, yeah. Where's the star? Where's the stop? Nobody cares. But I don't care about kids. Only prostates. <laughs> 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 well, we got, listen to this. We've got, we're raising money for uh, children's hospitals, raising money for uh, prostate cancer. It's, you know what you should raise money for? <laughs> no, I'm concerned though. <laughs> the training studio. <laughs> <laughs> Give generously. Please. Well, I guess I, I should make new a microphone stands. We need some microphone stands. We need some headphone jacks that don't uh, need a board that doesn't uh, crick, crick, crackle whenever you adjust something. But you know what? All this stuff, it's not essential. Sick children need a place to get better. Um, we need research into <laughs> prostates that aren't, none of this can take place in training studio. I, I might as well do a, a shout out for the uh, CFRU money raising venture at this moment uh, called, I think it's Raise Your Voice, or it used to be called Raise Your Voice. Um, CFRU is looking to get money. So if you feel like you can give some cash to the studio, or the studio, <clears throat> the station, excuse me, for uh, buses and equipment in the bus yeah we do our part by uh providing just quality content so everybody's listening yeah and then they hit them in between our show with that please donate and they're like well well it's like you know you Seuss, i want to keep hearing this show yeah it's like when you watch pbs or and they'd be showing a movie and they'd cut away and it's like thank you i hope you're enjoying 2001 a space odyssey uh <laughs> we are doing a funding drive right now and we look, and they have all the people in the background with their answering the phones, and yeah, I, I, that's true. how I watched it. There's uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, they usually have a celebrity guest. <laughs> like, They're uh, on the phones. You can actually talk to them. <laughs> I don't know if PBS could ever do that. PBS? What? Yeah, I don't know if PBS could ever do that. Operators are standing by. What's that? Sounds familiar. What's that? Or is that more just like calling in to like? Yeah, a, maybe it's an infomercial or something. Yeah. I think that there was like some <clears throat> charity drive that was like that. You could talk to celebrities. Yeah, talk to cel- yeah. That's right, because that's a dice. that's a Seinfeld episode, isn't it? Where uh, I think Kramer Jerry's in the back answering phones and <laughs> think acting silly as as they want to do. Anyway, uh, charities great. Extra life. Would you do it again next year? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> I might plan it out a little differently and get some more sleep the night before. <laughs> How exhausted were you by the end? Extreme. I went to bed pretty much immediately. I was actually feeling like throwing up by the end. Oh my God. Yeah. What did you eat? Uh, too much Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah, like, I, don't, I, I was well fed during the whole thing. thing. So what's that? <laughs> Kitty food. City food, I think. No. <laughs> yeah. It's. <laughs> Come on, Jack. What are you saying? Just going to say that maybe gorging on Chinese food for when you're up for 24 hours uh, straight playing video games is not the greatest of uh, yeah. foods. I don't know if there's an actual guide somewhere, but maybe... Yeah. Probably more vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to do 24 hours or is that just the cool thing to do? Uh, well, it is supposed to be a 24-hour stream, but mm. you can break it into like eight hours 
over three days. Uh, could you, could I do twenty four hour stream where I'm on it for two hours and then I play some pros for like two hours while I go take a nap? <laughs> where you play some pros? What? Put some, pro, put some not some like poetry. Some <laughs> pro players. I just put their stream up uh, on my stream. Well, actually, you can have someone else do it. Like Recast. it could be a team stream. Oh yeah, there you go. You tag team out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, so do you stream normally though? That's a better question. No, but I am considering starting. I probably want a better casting setup so I can actually hear stream? myself. That would be really good. <laughs> what would you stream? Mm-hmm. Um basically whatever I want. <laughs> I don't really have anything set. More of a variety streamer. I think Ooh. that's what they're called. I'm just gonna stream Command and Conquer Rivals. <laughs> Make a name for yourself. Gonna be with hate, Fanchetto. <laughs> but while we're while we're doing shoutouts, um, <clears throat> there is an event this weekend. Uh, yes, Con yes. Dark, which I don't know why it's called. I don't know Grif why it's Con called Dark. dark but it's it's kind of like a lighter version. <laughs> that's dark, <laughs> but it's in the basement. Maybe that's is that where it is? <laughs> yeah, it's it's down. Um, I can't remember exactly. I'm gonna look up the, the location. Gym somewhere. Give me a second. But uh, we'll be there. I think somewhere around 1230 and it goes all the way until midnight and I'm sure they wouldn't kick you out at that point. So come on by Griff. Um, what is it? Thursday. It's Thursday at 255. Uh, so come on by this Saturday. Griffcon shadow. Peter Clark Hall. Peter Clark Hall. God knows where that is, but uh, I'm sure some helpful, kind, generous, definitely not surly and withdrawn university student will give you the advice needed to get to where you want to go. Yeah, and once you get there, you won't see a whole bunch of uh, nervous nerds. You'll see very cool people like me and Jack uh, playing games and having fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am looking forward to it, and GriffCon does have their, their non-shadow version, which is in March, and uh, but it I've never been. This one sounds kind of interesting. It's kind of like a bring-your-own uh, game to play or meet yeah. other people, potentially. So we'll see what happens. But again, uh, November 4th, Saturday. November 4th? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Did they screw this up, or is this? did we screw it up? Did we miss it? Because we, we, you, were, you were just messaging. Oh, this says more than a year ago. Yeah, is so this, this is last year. year. Okay. That's last year's. Whew. I was getting worried because we'd really been talking about this. Because I just talked to the organizer. You know, I did he this was like, yeah, don't worry about it. I did it. that once where <laughs> I, I was trying to look up the scores of World Juniors. And uh, I was getting like an old, I, well, I, skilled, I killed the story already. But I was getting some. Canada's out. And I was like, These, this is out of date. And I sent an angry email to someone. And then afterward, I realized that this is like, it was from last year. So, ooh. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. I'm out of here, though. <laughs> anyway, Griffcon Shadow. Still the same place. Nothing's changed except for the date, hopefully. <laughs> 10 a.m. to. Uh, they didn't 12 change the poster at all, did they? No, it's like that's why we we're so confused by this. Well, I was confused at least. Um, so, I think that's uh, what we will talk about for now because there's a lot of stuff as far yeah. as the streaming world that I'd love to hear more about, and I think it's a fascinating sort of subculture that, like, there have been a couple times I've been sitting there, like, even I don't think board game streaming works necessarily very well because I think it's not as dynamic or intriguing to look at, generally speaking, but. Yeah, I've always been curious if we should play a game on the show, but it's just without the visual aspect. Yeah. You have to at least have, games. like, a camera or something. Yeah, and then even with the visual aspect, it's like, man. Unless well, you've got a perfect. taking five minutes to take his turn, and we're just going to Five minutes. Ooh, he's fast. <laughs> I'd like to be as good as him. Yeah. D&D might work well. 
A lot of people, I think that's yeah. a popular thing now with some people who do live E&Ds. It seems a little self-indulgent, but yeah. uh, which is saying a lot when I say that stuff. Critical but. Miss is a popular podcast. Pop <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Roll20, I think. Roll20. That's the website. <laughs> wow. Who, sure, why not? But uh, Google it. Google Look them up. Just like Google Android's Dungeon and... And then don't get upset with what you find. Listen to what you're already <laughs> listening. <laughs> nope. Oh. Time's up. Lovely drums. Do you have anything else to say, Kat? Um, I don't think so. It's been really fun. I may actually listen to some episodes now. Nice. Wow, that's a, that's an endorsement. <laughs> that's it. I've never heard such one <laughs> listener. We did it. <laughs> I also like the may part because that's not <laughs> yeah. to me. Gotta word it carefully. I know. May I don't want to promise to this episode. <laughs> anyway, I'm Jack. I'm Joel. I'm Kat. Thank you for listening to Android Dungeon CFRU 93.3FM. Stay listening. Check us out on podcast stuff. Just type in Android Dungeon. You'll find us. It's very difficult to miss us we're the best and we float to the top just like the cream baby the cream, the cream. <laughs> have a good day